Hey everyone. Hi, it's everybody. Charles D. Lincoln. That's Charles D. Lincoln. <laughs> and that's Chelsea Lesage. Yes. And we're Charles and Chelsea of CL Squared Productions. Hi everyone. Hi everyone. Welcome. Welcome to our multi our our multicolored a technicolor dream coat world of sunshine <laughs> lollipops and and um, oh I'm sorry actually we're covering death proof take all that away <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so uh, all right uh, or as I like to call it Quentin Tarantino taking a log fume of, of his own hype directly up his asshole but we will talk a little bit later about that oh my god so. Yeah, so 2007's uh, Quentin Tarantino's uh, uh, Death Proof, which was part of a double feature film that he released with Robert Rodriguez that was called Grindhouse. I did not and know it this. It was supposed to be a tribute to 1970s exploitation cinema. Yes, it was shot on 35mm, um, and then he just went and destroyed the footage even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know. Uh, and so... Uh, basically, the idea of this is that it's supposed to be kind of a tribute to 1970s film. However, the thing about Quentin Tarantino is that most of everything Quentin Tarantino does anyway, he took directly from 1960s and 1970s films. So, it doesn't come off like a tribute to 1970s films. It just comes off like Quentin Tarantino doing the wankiest possible film he could have possibly have made. <laughs> and we're going to cover it right now. Yes, we are. So... Death Proof. So we open... <laughs> yes, Death Proof. We open with... Or I should just say Quentin Tarantino's foot fetish come to life. Well, it's just kind of like... It's, I mean, the feet are in everything. You know? Yeah, yeah but to this level... To this level, I, it, it, it's the same level as, like, as maybe how the stars of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, were actually Dakota Fanning and Margot Robbie's feet. Those were the, So it's like that level. There's feet everywhere. Yes, yes. See, I never saw that. I, um, there's uh, lots I, of feet. I, I love that I, movie. I really do. Yeah. Uh, you know me. I refuse to watch it because it uh, fucks with history. And uh, Yes. <laughs> you know, I grew up in suburban Long Island where the Manson family were like the coolest thing in the world. So you fuck with the Manson family, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, it was really hard for me to get over the whole fucking with history thing um, in Inglorious For Bastards. the second time, um, yeah. That was really shooting shooting Hitler in the, in the cinema was a lot for me, but I got over it. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, before Inglorious Bastards came out, when I saw Gladiator, because I'm big, um, a big history person, and the portrayal of Commodus in Gladiator is completely inaccurate to what Commodus was really like. Right. And when people asked, you know, well, what did you think of it? I know you're into Roman history. And I'm like, well, imagine if Ridley Scott made a movie where, about World War II that ended with Russell Crowe and Hitler fighting on the wing of a biplane <laughs> over the Atlantic. <laughs> and then Hitler gets punched out. And that's how World War II ended. <laughs> but now I can just say Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> yes, it definitely does that. But it's still a really great film. Death Proof, however, so, should have been murdered. Yes. <laughs> Should not be death proof. So let's let's talk about um I I I literally just put foot shots, <laughs> extended foot shots, even more foot shots. Yeah, opening shot is feet. Um also it started with like this cheesy animation, right? That you never see again. <laughs> yeah. Well I think I think that's the logo. Oh, it might have been. Yeah, I think that's uh one of his like company logos or something it like that. It shouldn't be. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but um, 
but yeah, so we open with a lot of feet, uh, and then there's there's occasionally some butt shots, but it, but it really is all about feet. Yes, it's always about um, feet. Yeah, and then we have a character running uh, towards the apartment. You know, so there's a character, uh, Jungle Julia. We later find out her name is. And uh, she's running around in her panties uh, with her feet, but uh, her feet are the main thing. In fact, this character never, I don't think, owned shoes. Definitely didn't own shoes. You're right. And we're in Austin, Texas, people, just so you know. Yeah, so uh, she's in her apartment or uh, motel or wherever the hell she is. And uh, then we get an extended scene of one of her friends running with her hand on her crotch. And What, what uh, is the point of that? Uh, I guess so Quentin Tarantino could have, could, uh, instruct a woman to run around touching her vagina. Yes. Keep in mind Harvey Weinstein, who, uh, is a noted plant masturbator and, uh, <laughs> rapist and, uh, you know, can, can <laughs> attempt to sue me <laughs> because, um, you know what? His mother, um, performed fellatio on me. Uh, she did. She did. Harvey Weinstein's mother did that. Yep. Um, on me, on two guys next to me and on a horse. We were at a farm. And, and uh, then he yeah. also masturbated into a plant. <laughs> he did it while masturbating on a plant. <laughs> we all thought it was really awkward. We we're like, Harvey, what the hell are you why doing? Haven't we written, why haven't we written something like like a screenplay about Harvey Weinstein and his like, plant masturbation? Like, that has to happen. Yeah, you know, so, so we should note Harvey Weinstein was definitely one of the producers of this. And I, uh, you know... Uh, in fact, it wouldn't surprise me. I know Rose McGowan uh, was raped by him, right? Um, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if it was if it was because uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez was her boyfriend mm-hmm. who did the the other film in this, right? And it w- would not surprise me if it was. Uh, I don't know when that happened, but it wouldn't have surprised me if it was during the making of Grindhouse, right? It's so so you know, uh, but yeah. So, uh, you know, we get a character running uh, around with her... This, see, this movie really just seemed like, let's just take all the puerile shit that we'd like to see in our fantasies in Quentin's head, and let's just put it on film. It was just and, cause stupid, and nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the, uh, so the, the girl... So then we immediately have a, a bad jump cut, because I guess that's trying to uh, emulate when uh, reels used to be missing at old Grindhouse theaters. Right. Um, and uh, it cuts to the girls in a car. Uh, Jungle Julia's... Um, whoa, yeah. hold on. Mosquito. Mosquito? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's a mosquito in here. The mosquito yeah. is uh, gonna... Don't... Well, no, I guess I, I'm okay with you killing a mosquito. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you people might be listening to a live-action uh, snuff podcast because that mosquito goes near me. That thing's fucking dying. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, but, yeah. So, uh, we see them driving in a car, and uh, they're being followed. Yes, they are um, being followed. Yeah, and uh, they talk about a bunch of bullshit that I made no notes about because none of it was important. No, they just talk a lot. <laughs> Yeah. I think this might I'm, be the movie I'm, where the word motherfucker is used more than any other movie in, like, cinematic history. Probably not. Probably not. And that, that'll actually go to a point that I want to make later on when we get to the second segment of this. Um, so, uh, and then they get, to, uh, they get to a bar, and Jungle Julia explains to her friend Butterfly that if any guy goes up to her and says this stupid poem... 
that she has to give him a lap dance. Um, and uh, so then we have an, an extended external scene of Kurt Russell applying eye drops for absolutely for no, no reason. For no reason. And, uh, and then there's a lot of hair then, twirling. Yeah, there's a lot of hair twirling. All things that I think just give Quentin Tarantino a boner, if we're really being honest about it's it. It's literally just what he masturbates, like, like watching next to Harvey Weinstein and a couple plants. Yeah, no, like, really, this film felt like Quentin Tarantino was directing it with one hand. Like, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's so depressing. And, yeah, no, so... You know, and right behind it, and you know what? No. In fact, while, while Quentin's doing that, Harvey Weinstein is there to catch it. That's right. Mouth wide <laughs> Harvey open. We- yeah, yep. I was going to say, you know, this is not visual, so they can't see what you just I, did. I'm but- literally just sitting here with my mouth <laughs> yes. agape. <laughs> but yes, Harvey Weinstein is under Quentin Tarantino like a fucking seal. <laughs> like, you know, like the sea lions at, like, SeaWorld. Hey, like, do not just, talk ah. shit about seals, okay? <laughs> that is not cool, dude. <laughs> so. And no, I don't even care about anything that happened in this movie. Why are we doing no, this? No, no. And that's, and that's the point of why we're doing it. And then so Quentin also, Tarantino uh, shows up, because he always has to be in everything. Yeah, yeah. That I don't, I mean, I don't fault him for that. But, yeah. you know, I'm, but, uh, and they're, they go to the Texas Chili Parlor, um, I should note, when I was in Austin, Texas, I saw the Texas Chili Parlor, and because of the logo, and because there was a tree slightly blocking the logo, I thought it said Texas Child Parlor. <laughs> and I was like, wow, these people take their child fucking John Benet Ramsey pageants, like, way too fucking... Way too seriously. Seriously down here. So, you know, but yeah. Yeah, so then we get an extended dance scene... Um, we get, uh, Eli, and and also, most of this movie is also so Quentin Tarantino can play his favorite songs for, like, the entirety of the song. Yes, the entire, there were several songs that the entire thing was played. Yeah, if you were to take this 114-minute film and you were to cut out all the unnecessary bullshit and have it just focus on the story, it would be a 14-minute film. Yeah, you know what I'm realizing? Wait, were there two separate movies? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, I was it's... like, I only watched one movie. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the other half of Grindhouse was from uh, Robert Norigas. It's called Planet Terra, and it's actually... See, that's trashy, but it's at least fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was and like, Quint- fuck, I fucked up. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino has a uh, cameo in that one, too. Of course he does. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Again, extended... that's fine. We write and produce and also yeah. start put ourselves in all of our Yeah, shit. exactly. Exactly. So... You know, uh, there's an extended dance scene. There's an Eli Roth cameo. Um, and then the girls whip out cell phones, which makes me wonder, wait, didn't... I thought this was taking place in the 1970s oh, because yeah. everyone... They're old Nokias. Everyone, yeah. Well, I mean, when this was shot, those were probably state-of-the-art Nokias. Yes. You know, <laughs> but, like, fucking... Um, you know, and, and it makes all the 70s stuff in this really inexplicable... That suddenly everyone in, I guess it takes place in 2007, everyone in 2007 has Quentin Tarantino's aesthetic and likes the same old music he listens to. And, you know, it's, uh, so Quentin Tarantino, so then it made even less sense that Quentin Tarantino is the boss of this bar who is having a waitress sit on his lap because that really seems like, uh, you know. Something I, I mean, for I Quentin know, Tarantino to watch a masturbate to into a plant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Um... You know, so Butterfly um, goes to smoke, and she sees a car in the parking lot, and then 
She lets the guy convince her to walk through the rain so she can make out with him for six minutes in a completely useless thing that is, doesn't further the plot at all no. or make us learn anything about no. the character. And then there's extended messy gross eating from Kurt Russell. God, it's so gross. Yeah. Um, Eli Roth then talks about roofing the girls, but that never actually happens. So there's a whole discussion with him that is completely pointless. Um, Rose McGowan shows up at the bar. Uh, Kurt Russell, we find out his name is Stuntman Mike. Um, And that Rose McGowan and Jungle Julia dislike each other. I didn't Um, even get that. I didn't even, I wasn't even paying attention. (laughs) Yeah, so then we get more food shots. Um, At this point, it's 31 minutes in the movie, and I'm like, is it over yet? Yes. Um, (laughs) You know, it felt like, it felt like two hours at this point. I had been watching, nothing happened. Nothing happened, I mean, like, until the very end. Yeah, you're absolutely right that this should have been a short film. Yeah. So, Stuntman Mike then meets Jungle Julia... Um, we, he starts talking about his credentials, but no one's heard of the things, and now there's extended scenes of texting. And then there's also some really shitty rain, like really fake rain. Yeah, yeah. And then Stuntman Mike tells, uh, Butterfly the poem, and, uh, he tells her that if she doesn't dance for him, he's, she's a chicken shit oh, while doing a John Robert Wayne impersonation. Frost. He quotes Robert Frost, right? And that's, like, the, uh, miles to go before I sleep, is that what he did? I don't... Is that Robert Frost? I'm, I'm not classy enough yeah, to Yeah, no, because he wrote a thing about the Berkshires, or he wrote it in the Berkshires, so it was a mass hole. We, like, I got really pissed off that I was like, you don't fuck... You don't touch him, okay? He is death-proof. This movie is not. <laughs> yeah, so uh, then there's an extended lap dance scene, obviously, so Harvey Weinstein can masturbate. Um, it's at this point... I. I in fact, I noticed at this point every extra in the bar is female because I guess Harvey didn't want women there. I mean, didn't want guys there, so he couldn't, like, fucking harass them all. Um, and it's at this point I realized that, like, at least... There you go, you motherfucker. There. You got him? <laughs> Almost. Almost. <laughs> but he's mine. He's mine. I am hunting that bitch. <laughs> I'm going to find him tonight. He don't die in the middle of this podcast. He's dying later. It makes me kind of sad, but it's a mosquito, so it's all right. Your health is more important. This mosquito needs to kill himself now because he's dead in my Well, those are all female. You know that, that, right? That the mosquitoes that bite you are female. And I'm more terrified of the male ones that are just, like, scary and long-legged and don't hurt you and cause no harm whatsoever. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no reason to kill them, you know? But it's, it's at this point I'm, at the movie that I realized this was probably a fairly fun set to be on. Why do you say that? But, but it's not fun to watch. Yeah. It's fucking boring and ponderous and bullshit. And so Stuntman Mike at this point tells us about his car, um, which is death proof, <sighs> uh, when he's giving Rose McGowan a ride home. Um he talks about the crash box, then he smiles at us and breaking the fourth wall for no fucking reason. For no reason. reason. Yeah. Um, then he drives like a crazy person um, and uh, kills Rose McGowan with reckless driving. Yes. Um, and now we get more foot shots because that's really what this movie needed. So many feet. Yeah. You know, and then... I just want to uh, say also see- with Rose McGowan, she apparently never heard of a seatbelt. Like, it's just like... 
It could have been there, saved. She could have. There was no. There wasn't. There wasn't even a seat in that car. Right. It was built up to be like a stunt car. Yeah. We. Yeah. We should. We should probably mention that that there was no actual seat in the uh, car next to her. I mean, in the car in the that passenger she goes seat, in. Yeah. Yeah. There's a driver's side, and then there's like a fucking little, you know. Yeah, and it's that, also not uh, consistent throughout the film. When you, it looks like just two seats in every other scene when you mm-hmm. see that car. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, so there's more foot shots. Um, we have uh, even more of Quentin Tarantino's favorite music playing. Uh, you know, at this point, I feel like I'm listening to CBS FM or some shit. And some of the songs um, I liked, and now I think they're ruined forever. Yeah, so... You know, uh, they're basically, uh, he kills them, he, he, uh, takes the car, he rams into them, we get four shot, four individual shots of them being killed, um, yeah, and, yeah, and then, uh, so he's in the hospital next, the police think he murdered them, but I have no idea why they don't arrest him, they said some bullshit that, I didn't even pay attention to. I didn't even... Yeah. I didn't care. I just was like... I was literally mindlessly writing notes down, not even paying attention to what was happening. Yeah, so now we go 14 months later to Lebanon, Tennessee, uh, where we have even more foot shots. Are these even... um, Are these even Rosario Dawson's foot shots, I think they were? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I also, I want to say that, so you have Rosario Dawson and Tracy Thompson in this, and it made me so excited because they played Joanne and Mimi in the Rent movie, and I love Rent mm -hmm. so much. (laughs) And, um, yeah, and then the movie is just inexplicably in black and white for a little bit. For no reason. Um, Yeah. And it's at this point that I realized that um, the women in this movie literally just talk about getting fucked by guys. Yeah. This movie, not only does it, like, fail the fucking, Be- was it, how do you, was the Bechtel test, Bechtel, how do you say the that? The Bechtel test? Yes, the Bechtel test. Not only does this fail the Bechtel test, this movie is like, if you took a math test and just wrote potato for every answer. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> I've literally done that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it's like, you know, what is 14.7 multiplied by 11 and you wrote Potato. potato. That is this. That is how this movie is on the Bechdel test. No, potatoes because are so much better than this movie. <laughs> the women, the women in this. Hey, man, don't the fucking potato is the greatest fucking uh, legume in the world. Legume. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a fungi. <laughs> I fucked up. Whatever it is, it is. I mean, you know, honestly, and I'm going to talk about potatoes for a little bit here because it's more exciting than death proof. Uh, <laughs> you know, what I love about potatoes is that you can you can prepare them in so many different ways. You can mash them. You can fry them. You can, yeah. you know. They're literally, uh, and it makes a great nickname. My you, mother and I call each other potato every day. Yeah, and you can boil them. You can do anything. And the amazing thing is that it'll taste different with each thing you do to a potato. Exactly. It's amazing. Yeah, so... Yeah, so um, all, you know, lots of uh, love and a little bit of respect to, to uh, the potato. To the potato. Uh, it is consistently yeah. delicious and entertaining, unlike Death Proof. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> although in fairness, in fairness to Quentin Tarantino, we can't really describe many movies as delicious. <laughs> I, I, I think if you and I were to take our very favorite movie and were to eat the DVD, it would not be a tasty treat. I don't know. If you, put <laughs> so, it, if you put, cover it in potatoes, it'll definitely be okay. <laughs> well, knowing you, you'd cover it in ketchup. Anyway, so... <laughs> I put ketchup on my pizza and he hates it. Yes, it's, it's an abomination, <laughs> and uh, I, I, 
I, I, I love her despite it. Yeah, he, had, anyway. he hasn't left me yet. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm a, I'm a New Yorker. You don't put fucking... Uh, anyway, so... I'm gonna just for your birthday, I'm just gonna film. send you ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rosario Dawson uh, is, has her feet out the window. Stuntman Mike shows up, and like a creepy fucking weirdo um, does what Quentin Tarantino probably does, honestly, if we're really being honest about it, where he starts touching her feet... And sniffing them, and like, and it's all this weird foot fetish shit that like only only works for people who have a fucking foot fetish. Yeah, it just all. I think that it's done more for um, you know for the. It's what it's done is it's not helped the foot fetish community as much as it's really just made the rest of the world realize that Quentin Tarantino has a foot thing yeah. yeah like it really it, it it's it comes off as like the human centipede of acclaimed directors you know like oh my god so uh rosara dawson and then rosara dawson puts on boots without socks which is just fucking gross yeah it's so gross yeah, and this movie is basically um, a lot of people smoking, a lot of foot shots, and a bunch of butt shots, too. I guess to make Harvey Weinstein happy. Yeah, no um, plants, though. <laughs> yeah, so there's a new group of girls, um, you know, it's and then it's just suddenly not in black and white for no particular reason. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we find out that her ringtone, because Quentin Tarantino has to recycle his shit, um, and it was recycled later, um... Her ringtone is a uh, twisted nerve, uh, which is the 1968 little whistle thing that everybody knows from Kill Bill. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He took that from uh, from uh, a film called Twisted Nerve oh. from, uh, from 1968. It was the theme song. I um, did not know that. Yeah, and uh, so then there's a guy selling Italian Vogue behind the counter, and at this point I realized that Quentin Tarantino has probably never actually had a conversation with a woman. No. It also made me really and, upset because Italian Vogue is also not available in magazine form, and it never has been outside of Italy. I have been in Italian Vogue and could never get a copy of it. So that's not accurate. <laughs> Well, I think that's what he's trying to say, is that for some reason this random dude in Tennessee has a copy of this thing that's only available in Italy. Uh-huh. You know, and so it's super rare, and he's going to sell it behind the counter, but, I mean, that's there's, there's no reason for a random fucking store clerk in, you know, in Tennessee to have a fucking copy of a magazine that is only available in Italy. Right. That you makes know. sense. It just really so, pissed me off, though. Well, you know what really bothered me is this. Then there's a whole conversation, and uh, you know uh, Rosario Dawson's. Uh, is it Rosario Dawson's character? I don't even remember what fucking character. Yeah. But one so of them we heard- have Rosario Dawson plays Abernathy. Tracy Toms is Kim. Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays Lee. Yeah, and then Zoe Bell later comes in and plays Zoe Bell. Yes. Um. So, um. The thing that really bothered me is there's a whole conversation here. Once again, all these, these characters are only defined by the men they fuck, even if we don't see the men. Yes. Um, and is it Rosario Dawson's character whose boyfriend uh, has cheated yes. on her? Yes, uh, Cecil. Cecil. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, her boyfriend cheats on her, and she's upset, and yet her friends are giving her shit. Yeah. 
and talking about how great it is that he gave her a fucking mixtape of obviously Quentin Tarantino's favorite songs and a plan that semen in it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and how that overrides the cheating somehow, they, and how that's yeah. romantic, and it's like no woman has ever had this conversation. No, ever. no, it's just it's he can't write for women, especially yeah in this. Yeah, it is. It is a hundred percent like this is Quentin Tarantino's fantasy of what women should be like. Yes, that like you know that they basically all just are hungry for his dick. And that, you know, this is, uh, th- like I said, this is like, I imagine Tarantino and I imagine Harvey Weinstein watching this going, yeah, that's all they think about. Now, where's a, where's a fucking poisetta so I can fucking <laughs> stick my cock in it? I need my ficus. But, exactly. Oh, I'm Harvey Weinstein. I'm Harvey Weinstein and I shower, I, I scrub myself down with mayonnaise. <laughs> Come over here, Quentin, you bug-eyed bastard, and lick it off me. I'll give you another three films where you can rip off your favorite movies. Yes. Anyway, so... Oh, my God. This is amazing. You know, this is also the point where I realized that uh, at this point, improv... And you know what? I am not normally a person who's huge on improv. Uh-huh. I think improv would actually make the dialogue in this movie better. Mm-hmm. Like... Give the women a chance to actually say shit that they would really say. Yeah, that and never so, happens. So Kim starts basically whipping out the N-word every three seconds and saying motherfucker. And it made me realize that if you took all of her dialogue and you gave it to Samuel L. Jackson, it would be the exact same character. Exactly. No, exactly. That's why I was like, I was gonna, I was thinking too that the only way it's ever been compared, comparable, just like the, the language, it was just Samuel L. Jackson. It's the same yeah, thing. and 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 the thing about it is that like Quentin Tarantino has really only ever written one character, and every person in his films plays that character. <laughs> and the character you were to is take named the, Feet. You know, <laughs> but if you were to take that, if you were to take the dialogue of any Quentin Tarantino character and give it to any other Quentin Tarantino character, it would still work <laughs> because they're completely interchangeable. So. You know, uh, so Zoe Bell shows up with her very strong Auckland accent, and it's very interesting that I know she has an Auckland accent from watching Rhea Ripley. That's amazing, (laughs) Um, yeah. Because they have the exact same accent. Um, You know, and so then they start basically making fun of John Hughes' films because obviously Quentin Tarantino doesn't watch them. Uh Um, I didn't even care about anything they were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, now they start talking about a 1970 Ford Challenger. I thought it was a Dodge and... Challenger. No, was it? I don't fucking know. It's a car. It's, it was a car. I'm from, I'm from New York City. I'm lucky I know what fucking color it was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, uh, and there's, there's bartering for, uh, you know, for foot massages and uh, so they go, because of course that's what everyone wants, is a foot massage, because in Quentin Tarantino's world, everyone has a fucking, uh, you know... Sore feet uh, and a foot, foot fetish. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they basically, they go to see this car, and uh, they decide to leave their friend basically to get raped. Yes, they just leave order- Mary Elizabeth Winstead to go to get raped. Yeah, um, and it's played for laughs, too, which, uh, you know... And you never sure... see her character again in the movie. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because, well, as I said, because women are useless and, and, and dispensable to Harvey Weinstein and uh, Quentin Tarantino. And the so, ficus. Um, yeah, you know, so uh, they go off and they drive for a little bit, um, and then Zoe Bell starts doing a particularly dangerous stunt um, where she uh, climbs on top of the car. Called the ship's and mast. Then, ship's mast, yeah. Yeah, and then using a belt, uh, like, puts her arms back behind her and is riding the hood of the car. Yes. Um, Very So safe. stuntman Yeah um, You know And it's the type of thing That I'm sure Fucking stunt people Do all the time But it's one of those things Where I'm like I can't relate to this Fucking movie None of us are fucking Stunt people Right And the <laughs> scene know? goes on forever And Kurt Russell Somehow has binoculars And somehow Pulls out I the mean, binoculars in fairness, in, in, To see in, the in car In fairness I'm sure In fairness I'm sure he could have Just bought the binoculars It's not like he You know You said somehow Like as if like Binoculars <laughs> are like A weird rare thing That you need to like Slay a dragon to get But, but how did he know um, Was he just like Staring at that You do need to slay a dragon We can talk about that later But um, <laughs> But I What You need I, I keep telling you Chelsea You need to stop Going to that store you could just go to you could just go to fucking Target and pick up binoculars. You don't need to keep fucking fighting dragons to get an item. But I, I want to. <laughs> I can't you change. Know. I cannot change. <laughs> <laughs> so stuntman Mike starts ramming their car uh, with her in the hood, uh, and then Khaleesi shows up with more dragons. <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> you know that that would have been infinitely more interesting than anything that happened in this fucking movie. I know movie. exactly. Yeah, so uh, they go. They have a stupid car chase. A bunch of innocent people get hit by both uh, both people. Um, it's just very unrealistic uh, they, because they she would definitely have fallen off by this point. There's just yeah. yeah. Um, both cars stop at a certain point. I don't remember if they had an accident or something. I don't, I, I was really not caring very much. Yeah. Um, and then Kim shoots him, um, in the arm. Mm -hmm. So stuntman Mike, uh, you know, uh, speeds off. Zoe Bell suggests they, suggest, who, keep in mind, Zoe Bell is playing herself. So this movie is implying Zoe Bell is actually a murderer in real life. Um, <laughs> you know, so the girls go to get Mike. Um, Zoe stops to get a pipe off the street, and it looks like she's going to car joust, which at least would have been somewhat interesting. But no, uh, Mike is in a lot of pain after getting shot. Um, he's holding his arm, crying, and about to drink some alcohol, where they ram his car, then they beat him up forever. It's just the longest fucking stupid fight yeah. sequence. And, and now, the, now the fucking chase sequence lasts even longer. It just keeps happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then finally the girls beat him up um, an unnecessarily long time. Yeah. Um, and then they kill him, and we get the end... And uh, and during the credits, there's uh, cuts to what I assume were Quentin Tarantino's childhood spank material or something. Definitely. I don't even know why there's these random clips of these, like, women. I just turned uh, it off after, like, the fifth time that I saw that. Yeah, which I, as I said, to me, all I could think of is, like, Quentin Tarantino, like, going out of his way to find the images he used to jerk off to. You, you know. know that he didn't have to go out of his way to find it. He just carries that in a folder with him. 
Yeah, and you know, now that I think about it, it would be a folder, because he's all, like, you know, fucking analog and old school. Yes. And so it wouldn't even be, like, on his computer. I don't even know. if Maybe he has a computer that he never turns on or something. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, so I imagine he has, like, an old fucking folder that's, like, the pages are stuck together. Um, They're hard as a rock. Like, you could... Yeah. Yeah. You could injure someone if you hit if you hit someone with this fucking <laughs> folder of, of things Quentin Tarantino used to jerk off to, um, and that is death proof, and all of our lives are poorer for having seen it. Um, <laughs> so, normally at this point, I ask what you think we could have done uh, to make this a better film, but we we've already said it. This movie should have been a fucking ten minute short film. Yes, that's the only that's the only way that it could have been salvageable. This really feels like you took a 10-minute film, and then you're just like, hey, let's show people in a bar in real fucking time. Did you get the mosquito? Um, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> fucking escape. I'm just, like, me. watching him look around his room like he's scared for his life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's not a fear. It's, an, it's a heightened awareness, knowing that this mosquito is in its last moments. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that so basically this film really should have been about 10 fucking minutes long. It really should like, you know, and uh, they should have let the women at least fucking talk like real women, not like fucking Tarantino's fucking, you know, imi- like fucking penthouse letters or some shit. Yeah, agreed. Like this is this is uh, you know, and we'll say this, you know, like Chelsea was defending Inglorious Bastards, and she really likes Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so she is a fan of his stuff. I am not, but we both agreed this movie is fucking bad. <laughs> yes. Like, like, would you know? Would you not say, as a Quentin Tarantino fan, that it is his worst film? It is by far the worst film. Yeah, and I, and as someone who is not a fan but happens to like three of his uh, things. Uh-huh. Um, before we go on, do you know, can you guess which three things I actually enjoy? No. Um, well, guess. The Kill Bill movies. <laughs> okay, um, Pulp and? Pulp Fiction. Uh, Pulp Fiction I thought was okay. So, yeah. Um, um, it's a trick question. It's Natural Born Killers, which he wrote but didn't oh, direct. Oh, yeah, duh, of course. I watched that with you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I forgot which, uh, about that one. And that book is really yeah. good, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah you sh- we should let people know uh, the title of that book. Um, what is the title? I have it in the bedroom. I just... <laughs> oh. Uh, I don't know. Jane Hampshire wrote it, though, so just look for books by Jane Hampshire. <laughs> oh, it's called Killer Instinct. Book. Killer Instinct. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, I'm blocked um, my memory. But, it's so late, and my memory is, like, still on point. What is happening? You know, but, yeah, like, um, well, you saw, you saw fucking Death Proof, and time just became a fucking vortex. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like, there is not any scene in this movie that could not have been cut down to, like, ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have very easily had the fucking, the bar that they spend a half an hour at could have been, like, a fucking 20-second, like, yes. clip. There is no need to have all the fucking useless bullshit that pervades this fucking movie. It's not fun. It's not... It's, it's like I said, and if then And it does not capture the spirit of fucking Grindhouse films because Grindhouse films were not fucking talky. 
they were all about fucking, you know, action boobs and, and blood boobs. and explosions and action. And, you know, so it basically, you just have a, you just have a Tarantino film and it's, and it's a wanky Tarantino film. Uh-huh. It's a fucking Ober, and a fucking Oberaris of his fucking ego as a, far as a fucking movie goes. So we hated uh, it. Yeah, we hated it. And, uh, if, you know, one day someone should just go and, uh, you know, do a a perfect cut of uh, Death Proof where it would just be like, all right, here you go, starting in Lebanon, Tennessee, because everything before that is completely fucking useless. And then it's just, you know, fucking stuntman Mike tries to drive them off the road, and then they kill him. The end. I was like, he's going to say this in one sentence. I know he is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, because this movie could have been fucking done in one sentence. So, you know... This is this is what hap- I think this movie is what happens when a director gets so acclaimed that they start thinking that they everything they do is fucking gold. Yeah. This is this is basically the Emperor's New Clothes, the movie. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so uh yeah, so that is death proof. Mm-hmm. Um you know what unfortunately is not death proof, and this is kind of a uh a serious subject right now. Um is, uh, you know, the president has been really doing everything he can to kill the United States Postal Service. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it really, is, it really sucks because that's part of, you know, the fundamentals of what makes America. Um, and I almost feel bad uh, li- having us watch this next movie because anyone who saw this next movie would want the Postal Service to go out of business. Oh, um, they would think the Postal Service is fucking awful because the next... <laughs> The next movie is Kevin Costner's The Postman, which is, in my opinion, the single worst movie ever made in the history of movies. This is a movie so bad, I honestly believe that had it been seen by a wider audience, angry mobs would have stormed Hollywood and burned down every studio in order to prevent something like this from ever being ever made being again. Made. So it, this is, and this will be our season finale. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we're saving the worst for last, people. You're so welcome. Um, and so, yes, we are we are heroes, really, Chelsea, when it really comes down to oh, it. Gosh. We are unsung heroes. We're doing God's work. Yes, exactly. I, you know what? I think everyone out there should light a candle for us and put in some Bette Midler. <laughs> and, and, and look at pictures of Charles and Chelsea for how much we've suffered for all of years. Yes. So, anyway, people... Uh, this has been Charles D. Lincoln. And I'm Chelsea Lesuage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what that was supposed to be. All right, everyone. Uh, we're out. Bye. You're welcome, America. Bye. <laughs>